0: After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Thanks for joining us. This is an episode from our back catalog, so the episode numbers and firm name may have changed. But this is quality information, so instead of scrapping them, we decided it was more important to make sure you still had access. Enjoy the episode and listen to new episodes of David vs. Goliath at dolmanlaw.com.
1: Welcome to the latest Dolman Law Group podcast. I'm here with Dr. Fred Williams from Kingdom Chiropractic. Fred, say hello to the audience. Hey, man, Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You know, we've done these a few times now. Today's topic is going to be how can I maximize my personal injury case? What can I do to screw it up? And what should I do after an accident? All right. That's the theme. Want to go
2: with it? Yeah, that sounds great. These are all very common things that people ask that we see really every day. So what should you do after an accident? Good question. I know call, your, you're, call Dolman Law Group. Call Dolman Law Group, of course. You know, you hear these jingles from these telemarketers on the radio, but guess what? If you need a good lawyer, call a good lawyer. You don't need a middleman to help you find that, right? Yeah, it's, you know, the uh, lawyer referral services
1: of the world, some of which I can't name, but mm-hmm. you know you know the gist. So after an accident,
2: what do you do? What's the first step? Okay, so assuming you already exchanged information, the police come out and do the report and you get that. Uh, first thing is first, first, and you're in an accident. Check on, make sure you're safe, right? Don't get out of the car. Check on your passengers, right? Uh, don't put yourself in even more danger by jumping out of your car if you're on the highway and it's and it's nighttime. So safety first, always. Okay. Um, once, uh, once that part of the the thing is over with. Folks will say, do I need to go to the ER? Where should I go? Urgent care? What do we do, right? Those are all the real, really good questions. I
1: always suggest urgent care. Yeah, and that's good. they can do the same thing they can do in the ER. Correct. Absent you having a catastrophic, very serious injury, go to the ER. Correct. But if it's some some scrapes, bruises, and I'm not trying to mean that at all. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling some soreness in your neck or back, and that could turn out to be something very significant over time. But if your life is not a threat, if mm-hmm. there are parts of your body, if no limbs are a threat... What you want to do at that point is obviously I'd go to the urgent care because you can get taken care of in 20 minutes as opposed to sitting for hours at the emergency room.
2: I agree. Now, anyone that's ever been to the hospital for anything, you know... If your arm isn't hanging off or your eyeballs hanging out, you're going to wait a few hours to be seen no matter what.
1: Yeah, and don't fall for that when they have those billboards said, you know, wait time's only five minutes. They're going to put you into another area mm-hmm. where you're basically triaged. Right. And you're sitting there forever until the doctor comes in. So, they'll, yeah, they'll move you into a room or they'll move you into a general room, like right. an assembly line. Yeah. But no one's seeing you for quite a while. Maybe the nurse will take a vital on you. Mm, maybe. Other than that, you're
2: sitting around. Yeah, you'll see the nurse. and you'll Next up will be the financial care representative. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have money to pay for this, right? Uh, because they got to make sure they're getting paid. So after they check everything, make sure they're going to get paid, then you'll see a doctor. Although you may think you're seeing a doctor, most of the times what you're seeing is the nurse practitioner. So you're not seeing the doctor. Why, Dr. Fred, are we seeing nurse practitioners? The hospital is a for-profit institution. So guess what? It's a lot less expensive for them to hire a nurse practitioner to see their patients in non-emergency type of settings as opposed to paying the salary of a doctor to see you. So that's what's happening.
1: Yeah, so less doctors. You have probably one physician on call, mm-hmm. especially late night. Mm-hmm. And that physician is there for the catastrophic, very serious injuries to advance that, while nurses deal with pretty much everybody else is being triaged. Correct. Yeah, and that's why I think the hospitals are generally a disaster.
2: Yeah. Plus the bills. Oh, the bills. So to get the same services that you get in ER versus urgent care, it's astronomically exponentially much higher. Um, actually, when someone comes to our clinic, um, after being in the ER, it's not uncommon to see bills uh, from $5,000 in excess of $10,000. I've seen 20. 20,
1: yeah, exactly. the One game that they play generally at the hospital is, and these are certain hospitals, not all, but mm-hmm. a certain group of hospitals owned by a specific network I won't get into, mm-hmm. HCA. But <laughs> uh, what you'll often see is the same bills, the redundancy. Like, no matter what the injury is, you're going to see a, a cervical spine radiograph, mm-hmm. usually, um, an x-ray, x-rays of the... Uh, back, x-rays of the shoulder, right. head x-ray, mm-hmm. um, usually a CT scan of the head as well, Right, chest x-rays, even though the individual just has one injury, it's in their neck, or they have a headache or some right. tension in their arms, yeah. they're checking the whole body because they could run up 8 10,000 quickly in PIP, Correct. or if there's no PIP coverage, you're running up a huge bill to start the case, mm-hmm. or any other medical providers are involved, Right. now you're upside down in your case.
2: Upside down on your case. So what that means is the treating physician, um, the folks that's actually going to help you recover and get better have less of uh, less uh, funds available to give you those services. So it behooves you to do your research or listen to this podcast and know that um, we don't get any endorsements from the urgent cares, but we do know this, they can get you in faster. The bills are going to be a lot less uh, money than in the ER. It's very, very reasonable. And they can do a lot of the same services. Uh, so we actually both recommend going to an urgent care versus a hospital.
1: And usually there is a physician there at the urgent care center, and yes. it's about a 20th of the volume. So mm-hmm. that doctor usually will make time to see you. You're Correct. going to see a nurse or uh, a practitioner, but you're going to eventually see the physician. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I've been there for a number of different reasons mm-hmm. throughout the years, generally because I'm an idiot. But you know, <laughs> cuts, I put my face in front of a puppy once. That was my puppy. Ooh. He was under the bed and he just nipped at my face. That I went there for sick. that. You now I got bed bugs on a cruise with mm-hmm. the urgent care. but So you can go to the urgent care and pretty much treat a myriad of injuries. Sure, And it's cheap and it's quick.
2: And I'm also noticing, I don't know if she's, have seen this, but the hospital systems, which you referred to earlier, are now putting out their own urgent cares because they realize that people are getting wise to the long hassles of the ER. And so now the hospitals have said, hey, we're losing out on some of this population. So now they're putting out their own urgent cares to recapture that market share.
1: Yeah, I've seen them. I saw one recently uh, on Gulf the Bay here in Clearwater, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I think it's owned by like Largo Medical, or mm-hmm. I can't remember which hospital it is locally that right. has their own little urgent care where they triage people at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'd probably avoid those. Yeah. Although it's still an urgent care, it's better than the hospital, but sure. the bills are probably going to be insane. Hospitals just seem to be driven by profit. Not that oh, urgent yeah. cares aren't, they're a business as well, right.
2: but it doesn't seem so excessive, so egregious. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's it's amazing that the hospitals can charge so much. Uh, if every other business operated like that, I think the only time we've seen that was when we had these oil shortages and those gas stations were gouging folks, and we've seen these stories all over the news. That's sort of what happens when you go into the ER.
1: Yeah, they have you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. Nothing. You need them, uh, s- typical supply and demand, and you have Correct. unequal bargaining power, Correct. and they're going to hold it over your head and ring
2: you out for every dollar you're worth. Correct. Winning. You can probably speak to this point more, though. Uh, so when it comes to the end of the case and all the bills are being um, settled, the least likely party to settle or reduce any of their bills would be the local hospitals.
1: Yeah, what most people do not realize is with the urgent care, you're generally getting one bill. With the hospital, you're getting three to four bills. You're getting a bill from the hospital. A bill from the physician services that treat at the hospital they they work for an independent contractor, mm-hmm. at a different company itself, um, or rather, they're independent contractors of a different company. Um, you're probably going to pay the a special bill for the ER mm-hmm. and another bill also for uh, radiographs, any type of X-rays or done, which is generally going to be another company itself. So, right. you're generally receiving three to four bills from the hospital,
2: and not to mention your Uber in the ambulance to the hospital. They're gonna give you a bill too.
1: No, oh, yeah. <laughs> and if in Pinellas County it's sunstar and it's usually
2: six hundred dollar rod. Correct. So all you can see how these bills can quickly accumulate by just making one bad decision. Yeah, don't What's, take
1: an ambulance unless it's a very serious injury and right. need to be seen right away and your life is in jeopardy or exactly. a limb is um and or you can't go there on your own recognizance. Mm-hmm. If you can go there mm-hmm. on your own power, your own will and volition, right. Or if somebody can take you there and it's not overly urgent, you're not gonna die if you don't get there in the next hour or two. Mm-hmm go to
2: the urgent care Correct. or go to the hospital. If you have to go to the hospital, but have somebody drive you there. Correct. I mean, you just, so listen to shows like this with prior, proper knowledge, you can prevent poor performance in the future. So we're, we are arming you guys with the tools necessary to know what to do in those uh, horrific incidents, or it's, it's very scary, right? So you got all kinds of thoughts flowing through your head. So that's why we give you the proper steps to take. So it becomes second nature. If that does happen to you or a loved one, to know what to do after an accident.
1: Fair enough. Let's segue into another topic. Mm-hmm. What can a patient do in your case, and I can tell you what a client can do, to kill, to kill their case, mm. to uh, to destroy any potential claim they may have, yeah. and also to kind of uh, be an impediment
2: to the medical treatment so they don't get better? Right. Um, so common things we see or common things we hear from folks, you know, um, when, they, when people first come in, they're in terrible pain, right? Um, Our physicians are... Are such that they get out of the pain pretty quickly. So after a couple weeks, a month or so, they think their quotations fixed. But we know that these injuries take some time to heal. And oftentimes what folks would do is just say, hey, I'm fixed. I have no pain. I have no symptoms. I feel better than I did when I came in. I don't need to go back anymore. And we say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir you absolutely need to do because these injuries take some time to heal. And that's what we do. Uh, We try to do a really good job of explaining the whole process and the timeline for the uh, injuries to heal. We'll say, hey, listen, ma'am, you're going to feel really good after this first visit, but understand that healing is a process. Healing takes time and repetition, just like going to the gym.
1: And in my case, the gaps in treatment, which obviously in your case, it Mm -hmm. hurts them from a medical standpoint. They never see full resolution of their Mm -hmm. pain. They see a little bit of resolution, a little bit of alleviation. They feel a bit better, Mm -hmm. but not quite there. And they just skip out. In my case, it destroys and undermines the very value of their case. Mm -hmm. If you were so injured, you'd be showing up consistently for treatment. Correct. And the insurance, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the defense lawyer or the insurance adjuster can't tell about your subjective complaints if you're not showing anywhere, up anywhere you have objective medical documentation. Right, Just because right. you feel like you're in pain, you're telling me you're in pain, does not mean anything. It doesn't add up to a, a cent mm-hmm. until you're actually documenting that medically with the physician. Correct.
2: Correct. And an insurance company, they're looking at it like, Mr. Johnson, if you're so hurt, you're so injured, why are you taking these big gaps in treatment? Now, we understand life happens. We get it. Someone dies. She had a vacation plan. That's normal. We can explain that in our notes and our reports. But if you're just missing because it's raining or your kid's sick or wherever the case is, guess what? If you make that a consistent habit, you can just save us both time and say, listen, you're going to destroy your case on the legal side. And two, you're never going to get better because you're not here to be treated. so we can get you better. So
1: Yeah, and even those gaps, if you have the gaps, they can help they can be somewhat alleviated or cured by getting back in for consistent treatment. But it's still an issue. And what it does is raise the stink of personal injury lawyer. And what I mean by that is it doesn't seem like it's uh, organic that these individuals are showing up for a specific reason, which is they're in pain. It looks like the person fell off the map and then their lawyer or doctor called them and there's a financial incentive for them to go back in. Mm-hmm. It sells a story or at least allows them to sell the story that it's not legitimate. That's a lot of BS. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you probably take this for granted and most uh, consumers or prospective injury victims do not know this. But you're guilty until proven innocent as a as a victim in a state. You're considered uh, to be, you know fraudulent or have a claim that could have been resolved in four to six weeks of treatment, you're still ongoing. That's how the insurance company looks at every single soft tissue case. They mm-hmm. Look at it as if you're committing fraud until they realize that they right. eventually have to pay out the claim. They have a dubious, skeptical opinion
2: of every single injury victim. Mm-hmm. And and you I, don't give them any ammunition. No, absolutely. That's really good you said it because unfortunately in this industry, in this segment of law and medical practice, it has been a lot of folks in the past that have done things that weren't correct. So the insurance company is already looking through a squinted eye to send out anyone that may be uh, practicing that way. So uh, if you do um, not follow the physician's order with your treatment plan, uh, what typically will happen is the insurance company will call you or the, their hired physician will call you and they'll invite you in for an exam, which is known as an IME, independent medical examination. And they're hardly independent. If those
1: individuals were actually giving objective opinions on a regular basis, the insurance company would not keep hiring.
2: Correct. So you got to understand, these doctors work for the insurance company. So it's in their best interest to um, these reports to come out the way the insurance companies would like. So 99% of the time when someone goes in for IME, the physician right away is very cordial, very friendly. But when that report comes over to the uh, physicians and comes to the lawyer, surprise, surprise, they're not injured, cut off treatment. No more benefits available. Doesn't mean there's no benefits available. That's that one physician's opinion. There's still, uh, we still go forward with the case. Mm-hmm. We have to do more things behind the scene. But correct that that report really is not worth anything.
1: Okay. In and of itself, no. It's going to yeah. cut off benefits possibly, but will it destroy your case? No, unless you've given the insurance company a reason to destroy your case, which is inconsistent treatment coupled with the IME. Mm-hmm. Where they say you're not very injured and proof's in the pudding. You don't have any objective medical documentation released. Mm-hmm in objective medical documentation to counter that argument. Correct, correct. That's so how when your case sinks.
2: Yeah, and so like on the those small uh, soft tissue type cases, that's why it's good. Uh, like in our clinics, we use uh, a procedure of looking at the radiographs to determine ligament laxate, which can uh, prove a uh, soft tissue injury of the spinal ligaments. Understood.
1: What else can you uh, tell us about that? You know, client's behavior or. Yeah, any conduct that would destroy a case. Yeah,
2: uh, some funny things. Uh, folks will say, "Hey, um, can I go on a vacation?" Sure, if you're going to your hometown, whatever. But if you're planning on jumping out of a plane or jumping out in Grand Canyon, probably not a good idea. Uh, so keep in mind that insurance companies, when they're paying out money or, or potentially paying out money, they're paying attention to every detail, including yeah, you. Social media. Social media. So if you're out, you know, celebrating somewhere, but you're supposed to have vertical and extreme pain, and you can't work. That looks a little bit inconsistent. So, um, they do pay attention to that sort of thing. Sometimes, all the time, follow you around, even hire investigators because this is a big business and some people take advantage of it. So, if you're hurt, you're truly hurt. You're doing the right things. Just be cognizant of that. Oh, be well aware. In any case where a lawsuit is filed,
1: they're going to access your uh, your Facebook, Mm -hmm. Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google Plus, and any other. If you have Tumblr. They're going to look at that as well as Instagram. So your social media accounts are going to be scrutinized.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: What you need to worry about there is, you know, surveillance is a double-edged sword. So it also seems like an intrusion into your private life. Mm -hmm. And the jury sometimes penalizes the insurance companies for that. The counter, though, is the kicker. Even benign activities, even activities that, you know, you can do in pain, if you're having a fun time at a ball game, there's a big smile on your face, you're posting that to Facebook and you're, you know, about to have a fusion surgery, you already had it and your post fusion. Yes, we know you can go to a game, but it's that scene where you're smiling and having a great time. And they can put that in front of the jury and say, does this individual look like they have such a problem when there's four <laughs> individuals on the jury who have back pain and neck pain and they're not receiving compensation, but they're taking off from work. It's just that it's, The best way of saying is the optics. Right. The optics often don't look good. Correct. And I'm not expecting you to be somber either, but I would just stay off social media Mm -hmm. other than maybe commenting about some political views Mm -hmm. or, you know, sharing with people the milestones in your family. But I would stay off the, uh, taking pictures of yourself. And it's not the egregious acts I'm talking about, because those are obvious. Clearly don't skydive, clearly don't jump into a pool or, you know... Course, bench like press, excessive weight, or participate in like some sport right. when you're claiming that you're very injured or you just had surgery for it. <laughs> um, but in another breath, what they're really going to look at and scrutinize is that war of the optics. What does it look like? Does it look like you're having too much fun and life is just dandy and yet you're going through this cash drop personal injury claim and you're saying that this has uh, hampered your future ability to earn money mm-hmm. and it's going to affect you in an ongoing manner? They're going to look at that. Absolutely.
2: The old saying is perception is reality. Yes. So. Just be calm and say, There's always. Eyes. We're living in the social media, instant access, instant news era. So always um, be be aware of that. Um, so um, if you want to protect um, your case, if that's what your goal is, your goal is to uh, have a good settlement at the end. Do that. If you if your goal is to get better and recover from the injuries, follow physician orders. And those aren't mutually exclusive. You can
1: want both. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know you can want your desire should always be to get better first. Sure. But. If there's a claim to be had, mm-hmm. avoid the conduct that can really undermine your claim. Money comes and goes, your health doesn't. You're right. But at the same point, don't do anything to undermine your claim. Mm-hmm. Stay off social media. I can't tell you how many times that's backfired in cases that we litigate at our office. I mean, mm-hmm. just this week we've had an issue, so yeah. avoid it. Those Facebook pictures will come into evidence. They will. Or they'll make their very damnedest attempt to
2: get it in. Right. So put yourself in the best light of. Uh... And you know you pay insurance, you pay that every month, and that's your right. I mean, you're entitled to that, and that's why you pay for that coverage. And um, so you suffered physically, mentally, psychologically, and that's and that's your every uh, that's your right, and you deserve that. So um, sometimes insurance companies try to make you feel as if that's not the case that you shouldn't do that, and uh, sometimes they try to sneak in and give you a small offer, Um, and then so that's why it's good to have good legal representation. Mm -hmm. So. You don't get taken advantage of You got to remember,
1: that's the insurance carrier's job. Mm -hmm. Their job is to save money, to pay out shareholders, Mm -hmm. dividends. Obviously, their job is not to pay out every single claim. And they're there to also mitigate the damages. On real, reasonable claims, claims that truly do have value, their one job is to mitigate to lessen the damage that the insurance company is going to sustain or suffer. So they're never on your side. You think the insurance company is on your side? (laughs) They're not. They're going to say the lawyers are scum. But the truth is that it's the carriers that are. You know, they're a necessary evil. You do need insurance, but at the same point, they're there to take advantage of the policyholders. for the most part. There's a couple of really good carriers out there. Mm-hmm. But even then, they're just good because the other ones are so terrible, I don't know if right. they're good in its own, on their yeah. own merit. But I think we pretty much covered the areas that are, you know, there's, I could sit here for a few hours and discuss yeah, every last mistake clients make, but these are the- Comments. Yeah, the, the overarching theme is what can you do to avoid a problem in your case, and what should you do after a car accident? I think we covered that pretty well here today. I agree with you. Thanks, Dr. Fred Williams, for coming on. Thank you. Dr. Fred is the president of Kingdom Chiropractic. Explain to our viewers how they can get a hold of you.
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, so we're at kingdomchiropractic.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have locations throughout the Tampa Bay area. So you can go on the website and look at our locations tab, and it give you a little insight about each of our locations. Uh, we're here to serve you. Um, the easiest way, one of the most common ways folks can get a hold of us um, is uh, if you're in a wreck and you need a check, don't waste time. Call 1-844-FL-SPY. One call, that's all. Yeah,
1: I don't have a jingle. Oh, <laughs> if you get into a car wreck, call Dolman Law Group. There you go. <laughs> 727-451-6900. We have offices in Clearwater, St. Petersburg, Newport Ritchie, Sarasota, as well as South Florida in Doral, North Miami Beach, Aventura, Fort Lauderdale, and Boca Raton. Thank you for listening. I appreciate Fred coming out today. you for having me. Have a great day.
0: This episode of David vs. Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N law.com or call 866-965-6242.